1: Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times bestselling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I don't know what we're going to
0: do. I do know. I have loads of things I'm going to talk about right now. Let me start with the lead story. So the demon cats, the demon cats, want to dump Diane Feinstein because she was too civil. She's not vicious enough for the communists now running the party. In other words, during the hearings on Judge Barrett, who's a fine woman who should run for the presidency one day, Feinstein acted in a civil manner, which is what we all need in this country. As a result, the ghoul, the ghoul, the ghoul uh, Schumer, like uh, the creature from the swamp, Schumer the ghoul comes out, and they're threatening to dismiss Feinstein from some committee. And he says, I've had a long and serious talk with Feinstein. That's all I'm going to say about it. So he took her to the woodshed for being too nice. So on one hand, you have an insane party of communist evil. On the other hand, I'm sorry to tell you, I can't take another day of it. Now, I'm voting for Donald Trump. Let me be very clear. Don't ever assume the opposite. I'm voting for Donald Trump. But if I have to listen to one more person in the media who's on his side compare him with Jesus Christ, I'm going to smash this microphone forever, and you'll never hear from me again. How stupid can you get comparing Donald Trump to Jesus Christ? How much can we take of this vilification on one side, glorification on the other, other way there's no brains left in the world, no intelligence? Jesus Christ came back to earth through Donald Trump. Jesus Christ is Donald Trump, reincarnated, according to some in talk radio. After all, let's face it, there is a comparison. Jesus was a carpenter, right? And Trump is a builder. Now, you could say that there's a comparison there. Jesus was a carpenter, Trump is a builder. So there you could say reincarnated Jesus Christ. Or if you really want to push the analogy and you're Sean Hannity, you could say that Trump got better on the third day and so did Jesus. There it is again. It proves that God has reincarnated Jesus. Jesus Christ in the form of Donald Trump. Dems want to dump Feinstein for being too civil. On the other hand, you got got the, 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 the lunatics, the loonies. So where does a man like me stand? A man who grew up on Aristotelian logic. A man who has a mind like a steel trap. A man who engages in psychological nudity no matter what it costs me. And believe me, many of you can't take it. You like the psychological nudity when I applied it to liberals, but the minute I applied it to our side, you got mad at me. You know, there's a book out there called Our Fight for America, which I wrote, and there's a chapter entitled The Virus Profiteers, which I wrote. And in it, I quote a book that I didn't write, written by a man you may have heard of years ago called uh, Michael Crichton, that was called State of Fear. And it's a fictional story, but it's bursting with truth about the false global warming narrative and its insane proponents. One character is an actor named Ted Bradley, a typical Hollywood woodenhead who thinks he knows what he's talking about because he gets paid to recite someone else's words into a camera. At one point, he hauls forth with this. Don't you think Bradley said that's because it's the white man, not the native, the natives who wants to conquer nature, to beat it into submission? No, I don't think that. I do, Bradley said, I find that people who live closer to the earth, in their villages, surrounded by nature, that those people have a natural ecological sense and a feeling for the fitness of it all. Doesn't that sound like the typical Hollywood liberal who lives in a mansion, gets to the private jet port in a limo, and then boards a private jet to fly to his next anti-carbon rally? Bradley romanticizes primitive people who live without electricity, motor vehicles, or machinery. This fixation with our savage past, you see, goes all the way back to the first modern socialist, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, who imagined primitive man as a noble savage, at peace with himself and nature, and incapable of deliberately injuring his fellow man because of his blissful ignorance. Well, the character Bradley eventually gets a fatal dose of reality about the true nature of primitive village life, when his group is captured by cannibals and Bradley becomes course number one of a village feast <laughs> Unfortunately, the nonsense he peddles in the novel is alive and well all over the environmentalist left They genuinely want to reduce us to primitive life without air travel automobiles electricity and heavy machinery The lockdowns were only a glimpse of the destruction They would like to visit upon our civilization in the mad quest to heal their deity Of course, none of this would apply to them. For example, now I'll stop right there. That's in my great book, Our Fight for America. I'll I'll pause right there because Bill Gates, one of the most disingenuous human beings ever, ever knitted into a sweater at birth, had the audacity the other day to say that the lockdowns, which largely stopped air travel, uh, car travel, truck travel, plane travel, boat travel, ship travel, did almost nothing to affect our carbon emissions. So it's just the beginning. In other words, the lockdowns are just the beginning for Bill Gates. You hear this? This is where they would like to take us. Mr. Vaccination himself would like to vaccinate us all like a Purdue chicken and turn off the power grid to the entire industrial West. Of course, it wouldn't apply to him and Microsoft, would it? Any more than anything applies to those on Twitter who own it or that character with the crazy eyes who runs Facebook. And that is the opening to the savage nation. I I, I don't I'm not ne- I'm not ready to break yet. Speaking of mental illness, there's a little man whose feet don't touch the floor, who used to be a prominent economic advisor under Bill Clinton. Name? Uh, he teaches at UC Berkeley. He does nothing. He makes a fortune, browbeating students. His name is Robert Reich. If you may remember him, a horrible, miserable human being, who hates his life apparently because he tweeted the other day that when Trump loses. And Kamala Harris and the gang that runs San Francisco takes over the, the country. They're going to inter all Trump supporters in re-education camps. Hey, Robert, let me give you my address. Give, let me give you my address, Robert, over there in Berkeley. I can practically see the citadel from here. Why don't you come to my house and tell me you're going to put me in a re-education camp, Robert? I'd be glad to discuss it with you in person. Phone number is 855 That's the beginning. Be here.
1: Michael Savage, a host like no other.
0: Today's small businesses need to be able to work from anywhere. Business owners and workers are always on the go, and it often means using your cell phone for business purposes. Whether you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, or having to adjust to today's changing lifestyles, phone.com is for you phone.com provides you with business phone numbers you can connect to any device you get voice text call management and many additional features with phone.com you can also add video meetings and conferencing no more hassle in setting up video calls and phone.com voice and video solutions are certified hipaa compliant visit phone.com and check out how easy it is no difficult hardware to install You just pick a monthly plan and a new number or use a number you already have. Whether you are an entrepreneur, a company of one, or a team of 20, phone.com is for you. And as your business grows, they grow with you. They have 24-7 customer support with Live Humans. How many companies can say that? Phone.com gives you custom greetings, automated attendance, and hold music, as well as call forwarding, call screening, and incoming caller ID go online at phone.com and you can be making calls in minutes that's dot com, or you can call them at 877 phone 10 that's 877 phone 10 and for my listeners use promo code savage nation to receive 20% off your first 3 months again that's phone.com or call 8- or call 877 phone 10 promo code savage nation Check them out at phone.com to see how they can help you. That's phone.com or call 877-P-H-O-N-E-10, promo code SAVAGE NATION. Who do you think is giving the signal to burn loot, attack police, throw flaming devices into police cars? You think they're doing it on their own? It's a full-scale communist revolution going on in this country. But okay, you want to believe that Biden's a peacemaker because he's shown eating an ice cream cone. That's all. And I say to you, après moi le deluge, and that applies to Donald Trump. Après moi le deluge. That's kind of a French thing where the king said, after me the deluge. And he was right. What followed was the French Revolution and the guillotine. And here you have the guy whose legs don't hit the ground over there in Berkeley because he's jealous, he doesn't have a White House to go to, his communism is no longer accepted except by the poor students at Berkeley who have to listen to his stupidity. And he says he'll put you into an internment camp if uh, the Harris gang wins. Well, I'm not so sure it's gonna go their way. So let's see what people are saying now on the Savage Nation. Uh, uh, How about some bebop today? I don't know, maybe what else are you saying to me it says michael border a guy named borders language and culture 83 says the entire nation has lost its mind for 2 hours you make me feel better about it that's right that's why you better get you know get the 2 hours three times a week that you can get right now because it's going to be over at the end of december and i am going to a pure podcast no radio after 26 years i'm going strictly to podcast but the beauty is I've given this so much thought night after night, day after day, and I've gotten so many emails on it. I've got great news for all of you. I know that many of you were very disturbed about it. Here's something I got to tell you about it right now. Let me be very clear. I have hundreds of thousands of people a day who download my podcast. That's right now. Now, that's a repurposed radio show. It's not an original podcast. So it's a couple of hundred thousand a day download the podcast. I want you to use common sense. When I'm no longer heard on the radio by people who love me, will the number go up or the number go down of those who listen to my podcast? All the brilliant people I speak to say it will go up double or triple. So in other words, you may not be able to hear me on a radio station, which is sad after many, you know, quarter of a century. But after all, there are geniuses running the business now who know exactly what you want, and it isn't me. So you have to go with what the geniuses who know more about radio than you do, have decided. So I will go where I have to go, which is the future. And the future is podcasting. Everyone knows that. So you'll get me three times a week, like now, only instead of it being a radio show that's rehashed, it's going to be an original podcast. I'm going to get up in the morning, bathrobe, cranky as usual, mad at the world, wanting to smash things and shoot things, and I don't because I'm a civilized man, and I'll drink my coffee and stare at the screen, I'll go on various websites, and I will then sound off into the microphone, which you will have later that day. We'll insert sound, we'll insert a few ads, and here's the good news, I think I'm gonna make it free. I know you're, many of you were upset that it was gonna be a, a subscription podcast, and I decided that my audience can't do without me, and many of you are poor, and the rest of you are cheap. So if you're poor or cheap and you don't want to subscribe to the podcast, that's okay. It's going to be free, just like now. So there'll be some ads in it because I have advertisers beating my door down to be on the podcast. I don't know if you know that. So believe me, it'll be there, God willing, and I'll do it as long as I want. I'll do it as long as God wants me to talk. And believe me, come January, oh, my God, will we have a lot to talk about. But it's not just going to be politics. You know that I made my name in this business by doing things outside of the political arena. Politics are important right now around the election, right after the election, of course. But, you know, most people don't care that much about politics day in and day out. Lucky for me, and lucky for you, I have many other interests. Cars, guns, cars, dogs, elephants, uh, seals, uh, seagulls, paintings, antiques. I can talk about a lot of things because I have many interests in many different... uh, Uh, knowledge areas i may even read from my journals from 1963 through 1969 i don't know if you remember this but back when i started my podcasting two years ago one of the first few podcasts i did before we started repurposing the radio show was reading from my journals it was so popular people said oh my god michael i didn't know that in 69 70 71 you were a plant collector Yes, I was a plant collector—Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, Marquesas—places Marquesas, you've never heard of. Uh, I was there, on islands, remote islands, living in villages, working with folk healers, collecting the medicinal plants. So, reading those journals can be quite interesting until it becomes not interesting, until it become boring. I may read from my journals. I'm certainly going to read to you from some of my unpublished fiction. Some of it is very experimental, and and I will tell you, I'm going to publish it on. Kindle, as you know, I've had very a very success successful career as a, a nonfiction writer. But you don't know that I've had three best selling novels published. Many of you read the Jack Hatfield series, and they were Abuse of Power, A Time for War, and of course Countdown to Mecca. They were great. People said, "Why don't you do another Jack Hatfield?" I don't want to do another Jack Hatfield. In the time that remains on this earth for me, whatever that may be, I want to publish the experimental fiction that I've written since the 1960s that no New York publisher will touch. They've, for example, they read Xenon, X-E-N-O-N, uh, a nightmarish vision of a future world, which I wrote in 1982, not 1984, about a world where radical feminists take over the West. And it was a horrible nightmarish vision of what would happen when radical feminists took over the West. It is so close to the truth right now that you have to read the fiction to understand how close to the truth it was and the new york publishers some of them said it's the best thing i've ever seen it's as good as orwell and i couldn't get them to publish it they were afraid especially today they wouldn't touch it i put it on kindle big deal so i don't get rich from it what do i do you think everything has to have a dollar sign attached to it the answer is no so believe me there are ways to get your messaging out through podcasting and if you want to know how to find it you just go to michaelsavage.com and sign up for the newsletter and we'll inform you and that's it i may do my last show on this radio program on new year's eve right here for you and say goodbye
1: the savage nation it's savage on demand
0: 20 has brought unforeseen upheaval to our society. Many people realize that the police cops may not always be there and the ability to defend yourself and your family has never been more important or critical or and that you need to be prepared to defend yourself and your family. That is why I was so fired up to have the Personal Defense Network start sponsoring my podcast. Guys, if you're not familiar with the Personal Defense Network, PDN has the world's largest collection of high quality educational self-defense material on the internet and it's not even close. From firearms to self-defense to home defense training, Personal Defense Network will come to your rescue quite literally. The PDN team has the world's best instructors, and they've been delivering life-saving information to people like you for over 15 years. Learn how to keep yourself and your loved ones safe. I've done the homework for you. Go to myrightsmyhome.com savage, and the discount will be automatically applied to checkout. Their premium membership will be just $3 for the first full year. That's right, for just $3 for a membership that is normally $69. You'll get access to hundreds of videos and classes. Once you become a member, I strongly recommend starting with their classes, What's Better for Home Defense and the Circle Drill. These classes make you feel like you're there with the trainer. Again, go to MyRightsMyHome.com Savage, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. It's simple, myrightsmyhome.com slash savage. Listen, guys, we know evil exists in our world, and you may be that last line of defense when that evil comes calling. It's never too soon to be prepared. So go to myrightsmyhome.com slash savage, and the discount will automatically apply at checkout. Because you're a listener of mine, their premium membership will be only $3 for the first full year. Again, it normally sells for $69. PDN tells me this is one of their best deals ever. So go to MyRightsMyHome.com slash savage, and the discount will automatically apply at checkout.
1: MyRightsMyHome.com slash savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw.
0: Everybody shop and machine shop in America that's tuned into the Savage Nation, hello there all you guys who actually do things, all you guys who actually make things, all you guys who actually can fix things, tell the rest of them to go to hell. You think that the people up there in the hills of Berkeley are telling you you're going to go to an internment camp when they win? Are you afraid of them? You, the men of America, whose fathers and grandfathers built this country and saved this country, you're going to put your gun down and go into every education camp, because a midget at Berkeley says that that's what they're gonna do to you? Do they have any idea what they're dealing with? Do they have any idea what this nation is actually made of? No, they have no idea who they're playing with. And I hope they never find out. I pray to God that they never find out. I pray to God that something happens to stop the coming Civil War. Book I wrote in 2013, published in 2014. So, believe me, I've seen things. I'm Linkeus, the pilot seer of the Argonauts. And I sail on the highest mast on the seas of the media. I've seen farther than anybody, for longer than anybody. And I saw that there was a Civil War brewing. Wrote it in 2013, published in 2014. And now look where we're at. There is a Civil War. It's a one-way Civil War. you got Antifa, which are the fascists. They're so clever that the fascists call themselves anti-fascists. One thing you got to give the left credit for is that they know how to twist language, just like Orwell warned us in in his books. They are the fascists, and they call themselves the anti-fascists. So first they neutralize the police under the false notion that all police are racist and they kill black people uh, on purpose in the streets. That was the first big lie. And so the police departments became intimidated. And then after they eliminated the police departments, they started trashing the cities, beating people up. Trump tried to stop them by fed- sending in federal troops, federal forces, not troops, actually. It was federal marshals. And the vermin who run these cities chased them out. They said, we don't want them. The cities are uncontrollable. So they ch- next, the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter thugs chased the mayor of Portland out of his own city. He had to move from his own condominium. He, you know, it's like he he fed them, he, he saluted them, placated them, and then they came for him, and there was no one to protect him. I hope this stops. I don't think it's going to stop if, if the Harris gang wins at all. I think it's too far gone. And if Trump wins now, you got a real question on your hands. That's the question. What's going to happen if the Biden-Harris gang takes over the country? That means F- Pelosi. So forget Biden. Biden's not the man. Biden's the image, the, 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 the front man. Let's say the front man. The front man. They resurrected an old guy, a front man guy, who pretends he's a nice guy. Not a nice guy. He didn't get where he is and stay where he is by being a nice guy. He's as mean as they come. I hear behind the scenes he's as vicious and as cruel as you could imagine. But let's put aside rumor and let's deal with reality. So he's the front man. The real power behind Biden can be seen in his running mate and who runs her. That's all you have to know. So if you like San Francisco values and you want them in every corner of the land, that's what you're gonna get if he wins. But then the real question begins, which is do you actually think that those of us who don't wanna go along with your psychotic communist agenda are just gonna go quietly into the night? Do you actually think we're gonna go quietly into the night? You better think very carefully about what you're going to do when Biden, Harris, and Pelosi take over the country because we're not going to go quietly into the night. And that's all I need to say. I don't need to say anymore. I know what needs to be done to save this country. I know exactly what needs to be done, but that charismatic, non-racist individual does not exist. If there was a charismatic nationalist who was not a racist, he could run, he could save this nation. Trump is not that charismatic nationalist. He is not a nationalist at all. He's the best we've got, okay, and compared to them, he's a godsend, but he is not a nationalist at all. He's not a fiscal conservative. In fact, his spending worries me more than anything else that I see on the landscape. He was on this show last week, remember on Tuesday? You forgot it already. He was on the show Tuesday, and it was a very nice interview. He really liked me. I really like him. I consider him a friend, as far as you can consider distant, let us say, people that you speak with on the radio, a friend. But I asked him about the spending. I said, people are freaked out over it. I said, how are you going to make up for all of this spending? And he said, well, we'll grow the economy to get out of it. You know, do you really think that's going to work? I don't think so. And then I was shocked last night to read. Of all things that he wants to spend more than Pelosi on the stimulus bill. Remember that even uh, Mnuchin wants to give up 1.8 trillion dollars to bail out states and cities and pension funds and God knows what else. Pelosi held out for 2.2 trillion because, after all, she's got to pay off her friends with the other half a billion. All right, well, you need another 400 million in Greece. Trump said, "I want to spend more than Pelosi." He wants to spend more than two, two, and tr- 2.2 trillion. Now, how in the hell do you pay for a thing like this? So you don't want me to say these things. Remember, psychological nudity means I kind of say it the way I think it. There's very little filtering between my inner and my outer. I don't understand this. Where is this nationalist I've been calling for for years? A nationalist who really understands what borders language and culture means. Look what they did to Trump for just simply rejecting most of the communist agenda. After all, he's not really a nationalist in any way. He's not really any, where's his nationalism? He's a patriot, yes, but there's a difference between patriotism and nationalism. There are many liberals who are patriots, by the way. You may not, not, not understand that subtlety, but there are many liberals who are patriots, but they're not nationalists. There's something that needs to be discussed at great length on a podcast in the future, which is the difference between a patriotic nationalist, et cetera, and a patriotic liberal. There are two, they're two of the same, but very different in a fundamental way. That's how you explain many people in the military voting for Biden, many police who are not conservatives. You, you don't understand. It's hard to understand this. I know that because, like, if you meet a cop, you assume he's a, a right winger. He isn't. Many of them aren't. They're very liberal. And that's because of their pensions. They basically are social welfare recipients when they retire. So they like a welfare state that will pay off their pensions. Again, psychological nudity. Now I'll be attacked for attacking the police. that That's the next thing. The minute you, minute you try to get any any nuance going in talk radio, you're ripped to shreds. The minute you step out of line with any kind of one-step thinking, you're called every name under the sun. Well, all right, that's the name of the game. You know, so I got to do it. Hey, can I have a little more Romstein? I, I need some music right now. That's the one thing I have to figure out how to do on the podcast, because I can't do that during the show. It's going to have to be, like, inserted. I have to figure that all out. Now I'm shipping, like, Ryan, are you here? Okay, I found the Comrex. I, I'm looking for an extra Comrex unit. So I want to ship to Florida. Right away, you're thinking, the guy in Berkeley, right, he's calling 911. He, right, he sees Hitler. He, he sees the, the, the Third Reich. All right, I don't like this one. It's too nice. Turn it off. It's not militant enough. I happen to like heroic militant music, which is why I've always loved Beethoven. How's that for a mind jump? All right, look, I, there's things I want to say. I don't know what I want to do right now. You know, I'm torn between wanting to just have a good time and get very, very hard, hard-edged. I want to do both at the same time. If I told you the stories that are lined up for me that, you know, I've been up since I'm not sleeping well. I'm getting up 3.30 in the morning worrying about the country. It's not a good time for me. I got to tell you, this to me is, I eat, sleep, and drink politics. And what I see going on in the country is the opposite of what I need in my life right now. I need no emotional strain. I need peace and quiet. That's what people usually want if they're in a state of recovering from a health situation. No emotional strain, peace and quiet. And here I am living in the exact opposite world. But I can't change it, and I'm not ready to just disappear and go golfing. A, I don't golf. I'm an inner-city kid who never learned to golf. I find the—look, if you golf, I know there's a lot of skill involved. I know how hard it is to do. Uh, I find it the most boring sport on the planet. I mean, watching a—I can't do it. I, I don't play tennis. I don't understand the game. You sit and watch a ball go back and forth? I don't understand that. It's so antithetical to my mind and my nature, but I understand how hard it is to play tennis. I get it. It's like baseball. I, I find a sport from the 19th century. It's like the 1800s to me. It's like watching Washington's uh, wooden teeth being taken in and out by a dentist from, from the Revolutionary War era. I don't understand that, that world, but I know it, I know how hard it is to do those things. I, you know, I didn't play tennis as an inner-city kid. I once saw a racket when I was young, I kind of like the cat gut on the racket. So I I don't really, I'm not like they say, well, look, Michael, you've done, you've hit everything you've ever tried to do in your life. You've done it. You've achieved everything you set out to achieve. You had best-selling books. You've had a best-selling radio show. You have a wonderful family. What more do you want? Why are you still doing this? Why don't you just go quietly into the night at the end of December and say goodbye? Why don't you pull a Johnny Carson and spend the next 16 years sailing around on your boat people have said that to me you've done it all what are you trying to prove what what are you actually doing this for why do you think you need to do a podcast in january what for i am told these things by people who are very smart and the answer is always the same because i'm not ready to shut my mind off i am not an ordinary man who can simply turn my mind off and retire i have people i i don't know them Let's say, I I don't want to insult anybody who may be listening. They're probably all liberals anyway, but people who I've lived near who have been retired for as long as I've lived in the neighborhood. I've never seen them work. They've been retired for over 20 years. One of them sits and watches his sprinkler go back and forth on his front lawn in addition to looking at his fence and making sure his fence is still properly standing there. Another one does absolutely nothing. He drives around in an old Porsche. I don't understand how these people get up in the morning. I don't know what they live for. I have no idea why they're alive. So the answer is some people have to keep doing what they do until they don't until they're gone. You know, I think therefore I am, right? I speak therefore I am. Who wrote I Think Therefore I Am? Do you remember who wrote that? It was not Pascal. Who wrote I Think Therefore I Am? Well, you can look it up. This is the problem. I used to think about prizes because I'd wait for intelligent people, but now with Google, everyone has the answer. So don't bother calling in, you can look it up in two seconds. I have to take a break? I'm not taking a break. In fact, I'm gonna keep talking during the break and the advertisers can be running, I don't really care. I'm in a loquacious mood, I wanna talk for a while now. I feel like Fidel Castro with one of his eight hour talk binges. But I guess I have to take a break because that's not where I'm at and I have to come back from fantasy to reality. And when I do, when I do, Human coronavirus is inactivated by a simple household item. I'll tell you what it is when I come back on The Savage Nation.
1: Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation.
0: I hope you're ready for what's next. Here's what's likely coming. More food shortages, power outages, grocery stores closed, and social unrest. Okay, so ask yourself a question. Do you actually have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days? The harsh reality is most Americans do not, but you can avoid the panicked masses in a last-minute rush, just by ordering your four-week supply of emergency food from MyPatriotSupply.com. It's that simple. You can high, you can put it in a closet, you know, a cool, dark place. You just go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Starvation and dependency on the government are your only options when you fail to plan ahead. What are you going to do? Go to a food line? Why don't you avoid the pain of being unprepared? It's a simple solution. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage. And by the way, it's shipped discreetly to your door. No one knows what's in the package. So the delivery man can't steal it. Folks that know what's coming are using today to prepare for tomorrow. And there's still time for you to do the same. They've just gotten new supplies in. That's MyPatriotSupply.com, the original Patriot preparedness company. They're great. You can store it for up to 25 years if it's done right. MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it now. I like the Drudge Report more than ever. It is so anti-Trump, it's become uh, campy. In other words, you can almost predict the the anti-Trumpism of Matt Drudge right now. It's so much fun to read because I try to see how far he can go to the to the opposition over to the other side. So now there's a picture of Rudy on a bed holding his schl- oh, come on. Who's that guy on TV who just did that with the uh, Twitter? What was he on? Skype? Zoom? Zoom. What was his name? Tubin. Tubin. What a name. What was Tubin Tootin? What was Tubin Tootin that he touched himself while he was on a Zoom call with the leaders of, of, of the New Yorker? What a schmuck. Thank God he lost everything. You talk about a fall. Wow. Remember I mean, that show on TV, Mad Men, and it shows what the advertising world was like in the 50s and 60s? How you're up in a high tower in a beautiful building one day, and you make one mistake and they throw you out the window, meaning your career is over? Wow, you talk about Jeffrey Tubin. Where can he go from here? There's nowhere left for him but Twitter. Now, so what is this picture of Rudy on? Uh, is he on a bed holding his Tubin? You know, Tubin could become an adjective now. He's holding his Tubin. Rudy Giuliani faces questions after compromising scene in the new Borat film. I hate Borat. I think he's a piece of garbage. You know, Borat looks you know, like that other degenerate bum, uh, Howard Stern. Borat and Howard Stern are cut from the same ice cream stick. When God wanted to create a pervert, a softcore pervert, that's what he created in those two. Reputation Giuliani could be set for a further one with the release for highly embarrassing footage in Sacha Baron Cohen's follow-up to Borat. Film release Friday shows for a current reaching into his trousers? A oh, God. And touching his genitals while reclining on a bed in the presence of the actor playing Brad's daughter? Oh, come on. After she removes his microphone, Giuliani suddenly begins going to be reaching, lying back in bed, fiddling with his untucked shirt and reaching into his trousers. They then interpreted by the who runs in and says, she's 15, she's too old for you. Representatives for Julia have not replied. You know, Giuliani was a great prosecutor. He did so much to bring about 50,000 new gangs in America. You have to thank him for that. He got rid of the five families and created 50,000 crime families. you got to hand it to Rudy. My community is the savage nation, and it's time we got savage! Tubin, a tubin, an adjective referring to a man's private parts. I think that Merriam-Webster is going to have to modify the dictionary and, and add the word tubin, an adjective describing a man's private parts. It supersedes a spitzer, a Woody Allen, a Harvey Weinstein or a Pee Wee Herman, we're now going to use a tuban as an adjective <laughs> to describe a man's private part. How does a man recover from a thing like that? You know, religious teachings from the 11th century in my tradition taught the following, taught many things in the ethics of the fathers. and they, And one of the things was a man can spend his entire life building his reputation and with one mistake, destroy it all. You think about that. Look at Bill Clinton. He literally destroyed his name with the Monica Lewinsky stained dress thing, but it didn't touch him because he owns the media. Look at the vermin in the media. Look at Leslie Stalled. That woman stalled out years ago, and yet they're still putting her up. A, that woman's been finished for years. Leslie Stalled. The biggest question for us is why did Trump again take the bait? Why did he let the Brutuses in his own campaign set him up for another fall? How many months have I been saying to you that? it? And they got rid of the guy who I really distrusted the most. Who was the one? The, the wife chased him out of the house? The cop tackled him? Brad Pascal? That guy? How they ever got that guy, I don't understand. These people were raking in so much money, it was frightening. Do you know how much money is made on campaigns on, on, on all sides in this corrupt system that we have? If they're raking off 10% off the top of every dime they raise uh, from you, think of how much money these people are actually making, running these campaigns. And they're 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 gunslingers. They could work for one side or the other. They They have no core beliefs. So the people running the Trump campaign, by and large, have no core beliefs. They believe in nothing. They believe in nothing. They could have worked, and they would work, and they will work for a Democrat next time. So these are the people who told him to go on shows that he's been going on, and these are the people who picked the moderators who are anything but moderate. But I don't understand how he doesn't see through them. He does not have to go on that last debate with that left-wing fanatic moderator, so-called, cutting him off. He should just not show up. Why does he have to even show up? Why does he even have to show up? Answer, he doesn't. He could hold a rally instead that night, and he could do what Clint Eastwood did years ago, put up an empty chair for the other side with a, with a, a fake picture of Biden in it. He could put up a Ukrainian in the other chair, a picture of Ukraine, like a dam or a goat or something, I don't know. What symbolizes Ukraine? When you say Ukraine, what do you think of a knish, a Verenica? You know, every country, like if you say the name of a country, you have an image. If you say Mexico, what do you think of? Sombrero, cactus, tequila. What, no, this is an interesting idea to me. Everything that we have stored in our thing called our brain has to be reduced to simple symbols. So if you say Bill Gates, you think of a nice guy in a, sweatsh- in a, in a uh, sweater, but he's a demonic maniac, for example, with vaccines and the closing of society down. You say Mark Zuckerberg. You see a half bald crazy man who's more powerful than any dictator in history. But what do you see, Mark Zuckerberg? An undershirt? A guy in an undershirt. You say Jack Dorsey. Nothing comes up because he's unknown. More powerful than any, any dictator on the planet. So when you say Ukraine, what do you think of? What comes up? Like a goat? Not a goat. Ukraine, it's not the Ukraine, it's Ukraine, it's Ukraine, not the Ukraine, it's Ukraine. So you say Ukraine, I say Mike Kane, you say Herman Kane, may he rest in peace. But what do you think of when you say a country like Ukraine? You say Canada, you think of Royal Canadian Mounted Police, what are they mounting? What are they mounting anymore? What do they mount? Nothing. But you say Canada, you think of like Canada, an image like a snow, a horse, a guy in a uniform. England, what do you think of when you think of England? What comes to your mind? like the queen, the castle. Uh, uh, France, when you say France, garlic breath. Italy, what do you think of when you say Italy? A guy with pointy shoes in front of a mirror looking at himself. You say Hungary, what do you think uh, Hungary you say? Herring. You say Ireland, you say drunk, but they don't drink that much anymore. You say Scotland, nothing comes up in your mind. A fishing rod, like a Scottish salmon in a package. You... <laughs> Okay, I'm serious. Everything deals... With, you deal with everything in an image. Are you following me so far? I'm getting at something. So you say Ukraine. What do you, what comes to your mind? I don't even know what the th- I don't even know what their national product is. Brie? Brie? They make brie? Stop it, Jim. Don't say it. That's not nice. He says mail-order brides. That's really horrible. Jim, you really have a... You have a mind-like tube in there. Cut that out, mail-order brides. No, there used to be a joke I said about Ukraine years ago. I said... Ukrainian women are so beautiful at 18, your knees go weak, you almost want to cry when you see them. Then they get them through the mail and marry them. The next thing you know, at their age 28. They look like Stalin's housekeeper. How does that happen? How do these tall, incredible, beautiful women look like Stalin's housekeeper at age 28 after you marry them and you move them to Westchester or Marin County and they drive a Mercedes and they drive you crazy and they're never home during the day. You know where they are and their phones are turned off. Oh, honey, I was out of range. My battery failed. ha, 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 ha where are you today uh, Vera oh I was out of range my battery failed how are you sweetie but they all have children very nice children so when you say Russia what do you think of Putin you think Putin and then you see like this the image of like Moscow okay another country let's do another country Iceland what and actually you think of ice what kind of people live on Iceland they're Icelandics Greenland what kind of people live on Greenland what do you think of Greenland you don't, it's hard to come up with imagery. Okay, New Zealand, definitely I know what you're thinking of, uh, sheep. You say Fiji, you think water. Like that's the only thing I'm from Fiji is water. There was no peop- There were no people there for 200,000 years until this guy went there and, and stole their water. There was no Fiji. There was no Fiji until he stole all of their aqua- aqua- aquifer. Or let's say another country, Antarctica. What do you think of a poor penguin, a gay penguin? Why are penguins gay? I don't understand that. There's a whole thing about that in the news today that they're stealing other, uh, other animals' eggs. Gay penguins, did you see that story? I don't understand that one. Gay penguins steal eggs from other birds. And watch how my mind works. Pope endorses same-sex civil union, says homosexuals have a right to be part of the family. Are you kidding me, this bouncer here? You took this guy seriously? I called him Lenin's Pope four books ago. Do you think if you put a yarmulke on a guy like this, suddenly he's a holy man? Look, let's start with the whole Vatican. Let's really bring it all down today. Let me make more friends. and Let me really make more friends amongst my Catholic uh, listeners. Let me see how many people I can bum out in one in one week. Vatican? Are you joking? You haven't seen enough Coppola movies about the, about the Vatican? You haven't seen enough about what goes on behind closed doors? You think that they're sacred? And, okay, so you got this pope. This is the first non-European pope in 1,200 years. So how'd that happen? Who put him in? I called him Lenin's pope in Government Zero. The guy is a far-left communist of the worst order. So everything that the Catholics believed in, this guy is is, is a, opposed to. Everything that the Catholics once believed in, this guy is opposed to. What, because he wears a clean yarmulke and a clean white breech cloth or whatever with some rosary beads? You think he's a good person? I don't. So what does that have to do with anything? Jewish director sends message of hope in Francis film? Oh, come on. What's this? Tom Cotton already laying groundwork for 2024 presidential run. He's a good one. I'll vote for him. I'm gonna send him some money. Unhappy urbanites find homes on the range. Montana buying frenzy. They'll destroy Montana. Oh my God. Good decent people in Montana being invaded by vermin from the West Coast. They destroyed Washington State, Oregon. They destroyed California. They're moving to Montana now so they could bring communism to Montana. Look what they did to Utah. Utah used to be the most hardcore, conservative, beautiful Mormon place on earth. Look what happened when all the Californians moved in there, what they did to that, that beautiful place. Volunteer testing COVID vaccine dies. Do you want me to talk about COVID for a minute? Yes or not? Yes or no, I mean, yes or no? I could talk about COVID for a little while. I, I, I mentioned that about that, the mouthwash. I didn't get to it. It was a very promising story. I personally hate mouthwash, but I've been using it lately because... A new study showed definitively that uh, mouthwash, oral rinses, uh, destroy COVID. Human coronaviruses inactivated by mouthwash, oral rinses study. A new study conducted by research at the Penn State College of Medicine found that a common dental item can inactivate human coronaviruses, mouthwash, and oral rinses. That's pretty good. Don't you? Isn't that a good thing? So every time, like, you go out, you do a mouthwash after dinner, rub your mouth with with mouthwash. They found many inactivated greater than 99.9% of virus after only 30 seconds of contact time, and some inactivated 99. So you can wash your hands and mouthwash now. Here's a disturbing story. Marine Corps general under investigation for using racial slur is relieved of command. Do you have any idea that our military is being destroyed again even under Donald Trump? See, I thought this was over under Obama. But they took out a major general, Stephen Neary, one of the best. They say he used a racial slur that denigrates black people, the Corps said Tuesday. But if you read the story, it's not what he did. What happened was, in August on the parade field, outside Marine Corps Forces Europe and Africa headquarters in Germany, a lance corporal who was present, so so some nobody lowlife lance corporal, goes to the newspaper Stars and Stripes and says that this great Major General, Neary, used the N-word while Marines were doing physical training outdoors with loud music playing. So look into the story. They were outdoors listening to rap music, and this Major General comes up and asks the Junior Marines how they would feel if he used the word, the N-word, that they were playing in their music. He didn't use it against them. He didn't use it in a derogatory manner. He was listening to this garbage, filthy music, rap music, that some so-called junior Marines were using while working out. So the general goes up. He's pissed off at them and says, how would you feel if I used the word, the N-word you're listening to in the music? So all of a sudden, this nobody goes to the uh, Stars and Stripes Commie newspaper, and they uh, tell him that he used the N word, and they threw him out of the uh, out of the um, Marine Corps, relieved of command. Could you believe this? This is what's going on in the country now. If God forbid we ever go to war with China, we're going to get our butts whipped. We're going to be destroyed. When you have incompetence placed in top command, in every aspect of the military, which started under Obama, and I thought it ended, ended under Trump, you know, you'll feel very good about a conquered nation because at least we'll have most politically correct military in the world. It can't fight a war, couldn't beat the Chinese, but you know what? It looks good on a brochure about how integrated it is, how advanced it is, how superior it is, how wonderful it is for everybody because it looks good on paper. Doesn't matter. It can't fight a war. What matters is that it looks good in a brochure, and that's the rest of the story.
1: Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie.
0: Now, now, this is a disgusting story, but I think it's a cultural story that's worth talking about. And I know it's a little controversy after the Tubin thing of him uh, pleasuring himself during a Zoom call. And apparently that's real because the New Yorker dumped him. And he admitted he touched his uh, schmendry while on a Zoom meeting with his bosses and colleagues. So there's an article saying that this is very common right now. It says there are people tubing themselves during Zoom meetings. And the article is in the, the entertainment paper today about this tubing yourself. And some say some have even developed a kink for doing it during what is now a banal staple of the work from home life, video meetings. Sex workers told the Post. I don't understand people are that sick. So they're practicing now and doing it. Th- so people are going on Zoom meetings and doing this to themselves? Why? Is it the frustration? I'm not going to ask you to call if you've done it. I wouldn't expect you to call if you did, but I don't understand this. Are people getting that crazy from the lock ins and the lockdowns? If you're going to tube in yourself during a Zoom meeting, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Maybe they have to have like a dual camera from now on during Zoom meetings, like a straight shot at your face, and I can, they're going to make you have an overhead of your crotch to make sure you're not doing a tubing on yourself. I don't know. Are men that, are men that much of a pig? Are men really that, are men that sick? Men do this during a Zoom meeting while a, a, a business meeting? They can't control themselves during work time? Well, Lenny Bruce said it best many decades ago. He said men are so sick they would do it with mud if you remember when he said that years ago? People laughed hysterically when he said that in the 60s. That when men get, you know, aroused like that, they would (laughs) they would do it with mud. Everyone laughed. They thought Lenny was one of the funniest things Lenny Bruce ever said, people don't even know who he is, he was so ahead of his time. So he was a Jewish guy, but you know, an atheist, atheistic kind of Jew. So he talk- tells a story, he came home with a tattoo on his arm once. Jews are not supposed to have tattoos. So he walks in his apartment in Brooklyn, and his aunt sees him come in, take off his shirt, and she screams, she screeches, Oh, look what you did, you have a tattoo! So he says, Aunt Minna, what do you want from me? It's not a big deal. So she says to him, Well, now you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. So Lenny Bruce turns to him and says, You know what, when I die, cut my arm off and je- bury my arm in a Gentile cemetery and bury me in a Jewish cemetery. So you may say that that's not that funny today, but I want you to think of the impact of that in the early 1960s, how far ahead that guy was, right? So that that comes up to the story now of men tubing themselves while on Zoom calls. How sick are men that they would do a thing like this and not think that there's something wrong with it? But you know, there's a certain ironic justice in Jeffrey Tubin getting caught doing it. It's almost, in a certain way, more delightfully appropriate than a guy like uh, Anthony Weiner or Harvey Weinstein or Pee Wee Herman. Because this guy, Tubin, if you ever watched him on CNN, which I have over the years on and off, he always poses as this very sober, uh, reliable, legal expert, giving you just the facts, you know, with no emotion. And underneath it, there was this very, very demented, sick man, obviously. Very sick. This is a sick man. A very evil man. Now, how does he get back? To the is his wife gonna forgive him for this? No. Let's even go a step further. Tubin's children, are you telling me this is not gonna warp their minds for the rest of their lives? Their father get caught tubening himself and loses his entire worldly respect. How are they ever gonna go back to their fake private schools after this and walk around like they're a big shot because their father is Mr. Tubin on CNN and he got called tubening himself.